Today, 1.4 million children under the age of five continue to die every year because of diseases we could prevent through the simple act of hand washing. And I'm not talking about COVID-19 here, even though that also should be added. I'm talking about diarrheal disease and respiratory disease. These are preventable deaths. This is Who's Saving the Planet. I'm Tony Noto with my co-host, producer extraordinaire, Lex Kiefhaber. How you doing, Lex? Tony, I'm doing fantastic. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. Are you cozy in Brooklyn? I hear it's a cloudy day in New York. Yeah, it, it's fortunately, it has been a little bit cloudy, which has been keeping people inside a bit. Um, we're doing well. We are in good spirits and in good health. Are you keeping your hands clean? Always, even more so now because we have our very own supply that is both in the kitchen and in the bathroom. You are now a proud customer of the product that our guest here today created. This conversation that we had was so fascinating for a lot of reasons. And I know you're going to dig into some of the, the nitty gritty, but I was just struck by how candid she was about the experience of having to be a one-woman show delivering what is now an essential product around the city, hopping on her bike, putting in her backpack, and going to homeless shelters and nursing homes and hospitals to give them what is now a life-or-death commodity, which is soap. There is a soap shortage in the coronavirus, and our guest here today is Mara McGrew. She is the CEO and founder of Soapply. Like you said, One Woman Show is a great way to sum her up, but she needs more. She needs volunteers because she's doing it all herself. She's literally lugging thousands of pounds of soap around New York City. And uh, she teaches us a lot of things. She teaches us about saponification. Did you know that word? I did not know that word. She educates us on just how many pounds of disposable plastic soap packaging is ending up in our landfills and on oceans. Uh, and her company is Zero Waste. I learned a lot in this episode. I don't know about you. Absolutely. I mean, it really brings a human component into what it's like to run a small business in good times, let alone what it's like to keep it alive when all of the norms are out the window. So without further ado, here is Mara McGrew. She's going to talk to us about the goodwill mission of her company and also what it's like to start a company and, and keep it moving in these scary, scary times. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about supply and share our global mission and talk about the craziness of the situation that we all find ourselves in. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're seeing deaths in just New York, where we're based, reaching like nearly 800 individuals a day. It's really scary. And we're seeing and hearing about the importance of hand washing. Hand washing with soap is the most cost-effective health intervention in the world. And in the case of COVID-19, where there is no vaccine, hand washing is the best way to prevent the spread of this virus. And in the US, a lot of people take hand washing for granted. In the US, we can walk into a coffee shop normally or a truck stop normally, and we can wash our hands. There's soap there, there's a sink to wash up. It's not something that many people think about or realize, but the simple act of hand washing, access to soap, access to even the most basic facility to wash up, that's still a luxury that's out of reach for millions of people around the world. 
I'd say the silver lining of this pandemic for me is people are talking about the importance of hand washing in a way that they really haven't. And there's a recognition of how important this simple behavior actually is. And what used to take me, you know, an hour to convince someone, hey, there's a global hand washing problem. We know the solution. Let's fund it. Now it's understood. The starting point of the conversation around our global mission, supplies global mission, to get soap in the hands that need it, to make hand washing accessible to everyone everywhere. We're entering that conversation at a totally different point now. But it's, it just surprises me that it used to take you an hour to explain to someone why it's important to wash their hands. 90% of a conversation prior to this was convincing people that there's still a global hand washing problem. We just don't think of it as a luxury. People don't realize what a big problem it is globally still. 1.4 million children under the age of five, and this is a total bummer and I'm just going to share it to offer context, but today, 1.4 million children under the age of five continue to die every year because of diseases we could prevent through the simple act of hand washing. And I'm not talking about COVID-19 here, even though that also should be added. I'm talking about diarrheal disease and respiratory disease. These are preventable deaths. Is that something that is that is spread evenly across the world, or is that you know you would you would think it's that it's a would global be... problem? Yeah, but we're seeing the worst of it in Sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia. When I was still living and working over in Africa, I was working in East Africa, and I saw this gap around water sanitation and hygiene, specifically around hand washing, and I saw these kids getting sick and losing their lives because of things like diarrhea. It just didn't make sense. And in talking to the World Health Organization, the CDC, the UN, anyone and everyone I possibly could, I quickly realized that it wasn't a unique problem to the communities where I was working, but it was a global problem. And I realized that there is an opportunity and a need for the private sector to come in and help. Intersupply. I initially had the idea, and it was really simple. Let's just sell soap that helps get soap in the hands that need it, period. And I moved back to the U.S. with that idea. And it was in moving back to the U.S. that the mission of supply really expanded. And at the time that we were looking at what would this product look like, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and was going through When she was about to start, I am from Colorado. I flew home to Colorado and I sat down with her across from her doctor and the doctor gave us this long list of things that we needed to be careful of or avoid. And on that list was soap. And I already interested in the soap market asked why. And what the doctor turned around and told us is, hey, most soaps actually are detergents. And if you're going through chemo, your, your skin is often thinner and your more susceptible and sensitive. All of a sudden where we were using a soap product that she's been washing up with for years without any issue, all of a sudden she's going through chemo, her skin was thin, she is more sensitive, and all of a sudden she was seeing a physical manifestation, a reaction from this detergent soap she was using, these red, they almost looked like ulcers. And To me, I had no idea that that was even a thing. I didn't even know that the soap we were using was a detergent. I didn't even know what a detergent was versus a soap. Yeah, can you tell us what what is a detergent versus a soap? What What makes it harmful? 
a true soap, think back to like your days of chemistry or think fight club, whatever works for you. <laughs> That's definitely. Everyone's like, I need fat, I need lie, right? Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't talk about that. Number yeah. one rule, you don't talk about that. Of course, of course not. <laughs> fight club is, a, it gets people remembering, so you're right. Yeah, right. It can be any kind of fat. In the case of supply, we're using food grade, plant-based oils, um, and we're combining it with lye. So that combination of a fatty acid with an alkaline like lye, when you combine those, there is a chemical reaction that happens and saponification is the process of making soap. So and soap we, comes from the word saponification? Yeah. That is, if nothing else, we've learned uh, something new today. We've been yeah. saponified. So, <laughs> saponified, yeah. I love talking about soap, saponification, the global <laughs> washing. A true soap is made using fatty acids, oils, fat-based oils, or and combining it with a lye, like or an alkaline-like lye. Sorry, you also have products that are marketed as soap that are actually detergents, and the majority of soap products on store shelves are actually detergents, which is intriguing and something I never knew before deciding to start a soap company. What is a um, detergent? A detergent is a synthetic. It's cheaper to make. One of the things you might be noticing if you're using a detergent is that your hands are a little bit dry, a little bit irritated. You might wanna check out what kind of soap you're using. The ingredients in soap really matter. And the synthetics not only strip your skin, but they, they pull off the oils, the naturally occurring oils. What that's going to do is remove a barrier that protects your skin and keeps it healthy. You said check the ingredients. As a complete soap novice, what should I look for on the back of the bottle to know whether or not this is uh, something that's going to be good for me or something that are cut in corners and it may not be good for me? Well, it's probably yeah. words we can't pronounce. You're absolutely right. If you're having trouble pronouncing any of the ingredients, you're probably looking at a detergent. Honestly, this is not something that the average person is educated on right? When we learned that we needed to wash our hands, we learned from people that we trust. We learned from our parents. We learned from our teachers. It's a good behavior. We should be washing our hands. It's positively reinforced for a reason. But at no point in the process of learning to wash our hands were we taught to, hey, pick up that soap bottle, turn it over, and read the ingredients. Mm -hmm. Because it matters what you're putting on your skin, right? We know that our skin is our largest organ, up to 60% of what we're lathering up with can be absorbed directly into our bloodstream. So if you look at what's actually in your soap, you start to realize, hey, it matters. And it matters here in the US more than people realize because people assume, hey, soap, it's safe, right? It keeps me clean, it keeps me healthy, it's good. No, we have a soap problem of our own right here in the US and it's around safety. The majority of soaps on store shelves are detergent-based products. And when we were formulating over 2,100 soap products on store shelves contained an ingredient that either acted as a known carcinogen or a known endocrine disruptor. That is crazy. That is crazy. These are allowed to be used and sold. And we're putting these products on our, on our bodies directly multiple times a day, every single day. And we're telling the people we love most to do the same thing. A lot of questions about antibacterial especially now. Hey, is your soap antibacterial? Is it going to kill this virus? Two answers. One, antibacterial soap is no more effective than good old soap and water. Mm. Use good old soap and water. 
Not only is it not more effective, but in 2016, the FDA banned 19 ingredients that were acting as antibacterials in commercial soaps. And they banned them because of health concerns. These were ingredients that were unfit for contact with human skin, period. That's so nuts. And this happened in 2016. 2016. You know, this reminds me, have you ever watched nightly, the nightly news? Yeah. Oh, I almost never do. It scares the hell out of me. But the nightly <laughs> news will come on and they'll be like, discover the 19 things that are in your soap that make, and like, we'll tell you, tune in at 10. Can't not tune in for that. So now we're learning that this is actually true and that the things that we are, that we were taught to use because there would be something to benefit our health and well-being actually could be detrimental to that. Not only just like you were saying with your mother, with the topical reactions that cause inflammation or some kind of sensitivity, but also things that are absorbed into our bloodstream. Yeah. Well, that's terrifying. People, and when I say people, consumers, individuals are more aware of what they're putting into and on their body. We're more concerned. We recognize that what we're ingesting matters. And the expansion of supplies mission came from a place of realizing, hey, I'm buying heirloom tomatoes from the local farmer. I'm looking for organic milk that doesn't have antibiotics in it when I'm turning to dairy. And here's this product that I'm using every day, multiple times a day that has the direct impact on my health. And I didn't even realize I needed to be concerned. And I'm not the only one that's concerned about my health. And quickly we realized, hey, we could provide a product that is actually better for individual consumers, that takes their health into consideration, that transparently talks about everything that's in our product, while also kind of shouting from the rooftops about how proud we are of what's not included in there. This is a great segue to two things. One, give us the basic rundown of what supply is. And then two, how are you able to make different soap? And why is this soap 10 times better than whatever soap is out there? Simply put, we say we're the best soap for you and your skin, the best soap for our planet, and the best soap for people everywhere. We're crafted in Middlebury, Vermont. We're made by soap makers. We call them our suds masters. And they've been I think that's actually what they call beer people as well. You guys have a huge, (laughs) the soap and the beer community is aligned, finally. We're open to all bottled products. (laughs) Fair enough. We're benefiting from the craftsmanship of the individuals who make our product. Our soap makers have been making soap for over 20 years. Our product benefits from that. When it comes to being better for the planet, we're concerned with what ingredients we're actually using, making sure that they're sustainably sourced. But we're also concerned with how it's packaged. Over 90% of Americans are reaching for liquid soap. If you walk into any store, you go to the soap aisle and look around and you quickly realize that almost all of that liquid soap is coming in disposable plastic packaging. And that packaging is ending up in our waste system and it's ending up in our oceans and it's a problem. Supply is bottled and recycled glass bottles. We print directly on the bottle, reducing packaging and waste. Our bottles are meant to be refilled and reused We want to reduce the number of plastic bottles that are ending up in our oceans and creating these trash islands. And we want to make it simple and easy. We don't want to ask you to have to do something else. We want to make it just a little bit more beautiful. And when it comes to providing a product that is actually improving and saving lives, we do that by tying every ounce of soap sold to a direct donation. We're funding water, sanitation, and hygiene around the world. 
We work with grassroots local organizations. We work one community at a time, one region at a time. Each community is different. All impact donations currently are tied to um, REST, the Relief Society of Tigray. We're working in the northernmost region of Ethiopia. And when it comes to our global mission, that's always intact. You know, any, any soap that's sold, whether it's directly to a consumer, whether it's through a partner at a restaurant, you know, or a retail setting, every eight ounces of soap is always, sold, always tied to a $1 donation. That's a really big deal. We're also donating to homeless shelters here in New York as needed. I've literally been loading, packing my suitcase with soap five gallons at a time and delivering it through the city and dropping it at homeless shelters. Three weeks ago, I started contacting uh, local shelters in New York and also our prison systems after hearing from a few people that there was a need for soap, that there was a, a, a serious and immediate need. And I didn't hear back from anyone for weeks. And then uh. last week, I got my first call and the individual on the other line said, hey, we got a call from this number and they said that you guys had soap available for donation. Is there any way that you still have any soap? And I quickly explained, yes. You know, my name is Mara McGrew. I'm the founder of this company. We'd love to help if we can, but we need to know what the need is and, you know, the timeline. And the person on the other line frantically said, the need is like now. The need is today. Can you be here in 30 minutes? Wow. And yes, first of all, if there's a need that's that dramatic and pressing, yes. Like, what's the situation? And the reality that they explained was, hey, there's these people lining up for beds. And before they come in, they have to all wash their hands. We need to take their temperature. And there's an intake process now. And we don't have soap. So no one can wash their hands. So they're just standing out here. The first one, I put like five gallons of soap in a backpack. That was the heaviest thing that I've left. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I biked over and dropped it off. And we did a really quick training with staff on how to properly wash and how to teach individuals how to wash their hands properly, which is something that, you know, I've done a, a number of times with our impact partners in Ethiopia with young, young children, um, but I've definitely never done that in a setting like that before. What and, would you like to take that experience if you're used to doing something for young children in Ethiopia and now you're in your backyard in New York doing the same thing? How did that feel? I have to say the situation that we're in right now is heavy. And it's, it's personal, and it is for everyone. Seeing a need like that here and realizing how important this is to everyone everywhere, it's emotional. I think yeah. it's why I started Supply. If you really, if you step back and you think about what makes you human, what allows you to exist, there are very few things we all need in the world that connect everyone everywhere. And right now we're feeling a connection because we're all being influenced and affected by COVID-19. But the things that we all need, that we all connect over, food, water, and soap. To exist, to live, you have to have your health. You have to have hygiene. And so to take that kind of essential good and to see the need so pressing right here, 
it's something that I feel I've seen so many times with our impact partners and working where we do. And it's a bizarre feeling. It's an honor to be able to provide something that people really need right now and to be able to see that impact so immediately. I feel pride. I also feel a loneliness in it. I feel a lot of the things I think so many people are feeling. Yeah, especially as somebody who's running, you also have to contend with running a small business at the same time. A sustainable company means that we have a sustainable revenue stream. Right. And so what we're able to do right now, the fact that I'm able to, you know, on Friday, again, I'm like packing my suitcase with soap and walking it over to another shelter. The only reason we're able, able to do that is because people are purchasing. Right. If they weren't purchasing, we would have nothing we could do. 250 million single-use bottles end up in landfills. I only know that because you told it to me. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, we did. This is this seems like a, a massive, a massive both like inefficiency and also compounding effect of how of of how much damage these things can do to the environment writ large. Like how big is this problem? I mean, I think the last statistic that I read for 2019 is 294.4 million Americans used liquid hand soap um, last year. That number is really big. And (laughs) it means that the impact that the packaging has is really big. And we're talking about single-use coffee cups. We're talking about plastic straws. We're talking about the plastic bags at grocery stores. And no one is talking about the soap next to our sinks. And there's an opportunity to do something that's very easy, that doesn't ask anything of the consumer, but just offers a really simple solution. For supply, I think that's kind of where we land, is how do we make it beautiful and easy for people to make a choice that's better for the environment. How do you make a bottle that can be used a hundred times instead of one? Well, can you walk us through that? I, I don't know if it's tricky to do it via podcast, uh, if it's a visual thing, but maybe to the best of your ability, I, I run out of my supply soap. Yeah. What, ha- what happens? What do I do? I call up or I place another order and it comes in the mail? Um, supply launched alongside a few giants, something called Loop. And it's a closed loop system. It's zero waste. What it allows you to do, it's a modern milkman style um, process. And basically, you order supply through the system. As soon as you're done, you let the system know. We'll come pick it up. We'll sanitize it, refill it, and return it. Zero waste. 294 million people using luxury hand soap, and they're used to spending 4 to $6 on it per bottle. Yeah. How do you make the argument to them to say, it's worth it to spend extra for this product. Soap is one of these things where quality and price is directly correlated. It costs a lot of money to have good oils that are good for your skin. Like the ingredients cost money. When, it look, when you look at craftsmanship, who are you paying? Who are these soap makers? That costs money to pay people fair wages. To incorporate packaging that's better for the environment we're bottled and recycled glass. We're printing directly on the bottles. We're silk screening that. That all costs money. And then we're turning around and we're saying, we also want to make sure that we're looking globally and we're doing our part. And that costs money. And the truth is, I would love to be able to sell supply for $4. We are creating a supply chain 
from nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And that costs money. We're not at the same scale that others might be. Right. But I'm sure there is a way where as you do start to achieve that scale, the cost of goods goes down. You can then pass on those costs saving to the customer, retaining your margins, all these good things. And a lot of this is having individuals that believe in what we're doing, that understand what we're doing, that recognize the cost, but also, you know, the benefit and that they look at it as an investment, not only in themselves, but also in the, like for the planet, for others. So for me, the price was a pain point for me personally. I wanted to make it accessible and supply is $25. It includes shipping and to be very clear, shipping costs a lot of money. Um, <laughs> it does. So that's part of it. But the other side of it is supply is a luxury product. The product itself is better. And when it comes to a luxury soap product, you're really looking at a price point of around 18 to $42 for a good luxury soap. When you look at shipping being included in our pricing, we're priced low within the luxury soap market. So maybe it's not everyone that's walking down the aisles of CVS, but there certainly are people, I among them, that will go spend twice as much on an heirloom tomato and just have half as much tomato for that week. So like, yeah, the, we are out there and we largely I live think in Brooklyn. Fewer, I mean, like better quality, right? fewer things. I remember when I first got married, I became aware of the high quality shampoo and conditioner that my <laughs> wife bought. Like, why not buy high quality hand soap? Yeah, to all the men out there, you're welcome, us ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, the other thing is women are the ones that are buying most of the soap in households across the United States. And I cannot tell you how many men are unaware of how much their wives spend on personal care products. And well, Once I was sent to the store, I, I learned quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she wasn't buying Suave and uh, the, the products I was buying as a bachelor. It was... Uh... I was shocked. Yeah. But, my, but it, was, it, was, it was better. My mom was obviously the first person to subscribe. But quickly after that, my uncles and aunts and family members got on board. And my uncles were obviously similar to the questions you guys just asked. $25, Mara, what? And <laughs> I asked them, like, what kind of soap is next to the sink? What, what's the soap that my aunt's been buying you all these years without you realizing? And every single one of them came back and the product that their wives had been purchasing cost more than supply. And unknowingly, they had been you know, purchasing it as a household for years. I mean, our sales are at a level that we've never seen. The growth that we're seeing is something we've never seen or could have expected. Yeah. We sold more in a day than we'd sold in multiple months. I had a freight truck come and drop 3,000 pounds of soap on pallets on the street outside of our office. And the freight elevator in our office was not working. So guess who carried 3,000 pounds of soap? Oh, wow. All by yourself. Yeah, these are so- You gotta give us a call. I'm just across the river. I'd be happy to help out. I know, she's a superhero. She's traveling around the city, lifting up the loads and uh, helping people people save lives. She's a superhero. A superhero, I love that. No, but I think that that part of it is, it's exciting to see our sales go up like that. Also, the reality of what that looks like is me fulfilling orders myself right now, trying to keep up for 14 hours a day. Yeah. And 
I am, what does it mean to do that while being safe and not putting other people at risk? You know, I live in Manhattan, I live downtown and I live in a building that has people of all ages. A lot of my neighbors are older, they're at risk. And so every morning I'm, I live on the 21st floor. I leave my apartment. I walk down 21 flights of stairs. I get on a bike. I bike to the office. I'm at the office by myself all day and I do it in reverse. And this is maybe an overshare, but in the middle of this craziness of things that are happening with supply, which are positive, people buying in ways that they've never purchased, supporting us in ways that they never had, sharing it. There's also like the reality of what's happening and to give like a very personal example. You know, last week, Jessie J shared supply. Jessie J shared it with her 9.1 million followers. She just shared it. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's incredible, the impact that that had on our business. It's like, I can't even say thank you is not enough. Yeah. So at the same time that you have that happening, I like hope I don't cry talking about this, but oh my name for you. Yeah. is much older. And I went to check in on him after hearing him coughing and I found him dead. Oh my goodness. I think that there's this reality of what's happening and dealing with all of it. It's a bizarre time for everyone. First and, of all, I'm so sorry. That's such a terrible, traumatic, awful thing to, for anyone to have to go through. I think that the reality for so many people is this is just an unprecedented time and yeah. it's hard for everyone. And I think one of the hardest things for me is finding this balance of, I started this company to get soap in the hands that need it and people need soap more than ever. And there's an opportunity for us to do more good than we ever could. And to do that in this situation that we're all in is just, something I could never have even imagined doing. And that means, you know, working hours that I never would have thought I'd be working at this point. It's bizarre. That's the only way I can describe it. So I have to say like a huge thank you to everyone that is supporting supply because their purchases mean so much to me. And I, I mean, you can, pro we're on zoom, so you can see me. I'm like starting to tear up, but the idea of someone purchasing soap and just washing their hands and making such a huge difference, that's like a difference for me personally, but it also means that I can pay our team, our soap makers, but it also has a huge impact on people around the world. And right now, my hope is that as we recognize how important hand washing is in our own lives, we recognize how important it is in the, in the lives of others. And to those of us, you know, paying a few dollars more for soap, maybe it's an inconvenience, but when you think about the fact that that literally improves and saves lives, you're putting people's lives in your hands. And that's such a powerful thing. And to be able to empower someone to do something so amazing with something so simple, I mean, that keeps me going. Yeah, well, thank you. You're doing obviously tremendous work right now. So it's uh, whatever small, what an ego small, boost. small gratitude we can, we can offer to you. It is, uh, it's tremendous. You know, it's a lot to, a lot for any person to put on their own shoulders.
honestly, just seeing the way that people are responding and the pride that they're taking as they get their supply shipment and DMs and calls and emails mean absolutely the world to me. I like can't emphasize it enough. So if you're listening and you're a subscriber or purchasing, <laughs> please keep doing it. It's the it's basically my caffeine. It's what's giving me energy. <laughs> We always ask people two questions at the end of every interview. Oh. Um, yeah, Tony, will you uh, not lead us off with number one? So there was this cartoon that we used to watch growing up called Captain Planet. I don't know if you remember it or ever watched it. Doesn't yeah. matter. But uh, the, everybody, everybody sort of knows how Captain Planet sort of came to fruition. He was summoned by five teens, each with a ring, a power ring. They put their rings together, their powers combined, summoned Captain Planet, who, like you, his mission was to save the environment. And those five rings each had an element. One was water, one was fire, one was wind, one was earth, and one was heart. And so we ask every guest that we have which one they identify with. Oh, it's easy. Water. Of course, yeah. Yeah, you can't <laughs> wash your hands without water. I'm going to share one more fact that I feel like is sobering. Globally, 40% of individuals still don't have access to soap and a place to wash their hands. And water is a huge part of that. And access to water. I mean, it makes this question an easy question for me, but water changes everything. It sounds like you have a lot of heart too, though. It does oh, sound like you have Oh my goodness. Too. Yeah, buckets and buckets of heart. Guys, I'll come on here every week. This boost <laughs> is great. We'd always we need a that. We'll have a correspondent. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Second question is what what can we do to help? Well, wash your hands. Um, <laughs> of course, of please. course. But first, but wash first, your hands. Wash your hands. Um, wash your hands and wash your hands with the best soap out there. Hopefully you're interested in trying supply. If you are, actually, we'll create a code for you guys. Great. So anyone listening can get a little bit of a discount. Use the code saving the planet at checkout and you'll get 20% off any awesome. purchase, one time or subscription. Um, hopefully that'll help welcome you to the family. And yeah, follow us on social media. We're at Supply, S-O-A-P-P-L-Y. Our website is Supply Box, so S-O-A-P-P-L-Y-B-O-X. And yeah, even if you're not ready to purchase, follow along. We're definitely interested in making sure that we're educating folks around, you know, why is it that your hands are dry and irritated? Does the water temperature matter when you wash your hands? Um, <laughs> scalding hot, right? Scalding hot matters. No. No? Water temperature does not matter at all. So you do you, Goldilocks, like cold, hot. <laughs> Uh, That's what we're going to call this episode for sure. You do you, Goldilocks. You do you, Goldilocks, but wash your hands. <laughs> we know a lot of fellow New Yorkers out there who probably want to help volunteer. Are you guys looking for volunteers? It sounds like you need a little help out yeah, there. Yeah, if there are people that can help you with the distributions to the, the homeless shelters, the nursing homes, anyone around the city to help lighten that load, is there a way they could reach out? So what we're doing, where we could use help right now is fulfillment, and we're happy to pay just to get us through <laughs> as we deal with not having our kind of normal team. And when it comes to donations, the truth is right now in New York, we're responding on a need base. Gotcha. So having folks available 24 seven is 
would be great, but also we recognize that might not be possible. So if there's folks that are interested, reach out to us uh, at hello, H, like just hello at Supply Box or team at Supply Box, either one will do. And if there's a need and you can let us know what your availability is, yeah, we'd love to involve anyone and everyone. We'll continue to do everything we can to get soap in all the hands that need it all over the world. Thank you so much for the time. I'm officially a, a supply customer now. So, yeah, I'm getting my first box in three to five days. Uh, whenever whenever it comes. No rush. No rush. Uh, thank, thank you for you and your journey and all the work that you do. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I won't talk as much next time. I'll be no, more. keep talking. No, talk more. Talk more. <laughs> We're in. Thank you for listening to this edition of Who's Saving the Planet? That was Mara McGrew. who's the CEO and founder of Soapline. As you can tell, that was, that was one of our more special episodes because she really pulled back the curtain of not only what it's like to try to do something as ambitious to save the world, but do it under really extenuating circumstances and providing that a little bit of spark of optimism and hope, just a, a, a tremendous force of character that is so telling in these trying times. So again, her website is Soapply Box. It's S-O-A-P-P-L-Y box.com. And with eight ounces of soap purchased, uh, $1 goes to a community in need. So it's, it's, it's definitely a mission worth being part of. We also wanted to briefly put in a little bit of a plug for our newsletter that's going to go out once a week. Now, you can find that by going to www.savingtheplanetpod.com, which I'm sure you all know. At the bottom, there's a little box that says, stay in touch, and you toss your email in there. Once a week, we'll send out a little bit of a brief about who was on the episode this week, uh, maybe a, a highlight of someone we had on in the past, and then a couple of recommendations for some articles or some cool stuff that we think is pushing forward who's saving the planet. Please subscribe, keep in touch, and continue being an awesome, awesome audience. Have a good one.